Today's daf is Bavakama daf memtes, and we are at the Mishnah, four lines from the bottom of daf memches amid beis. Today's daf is being learned as a schos for Achenu bnei Yisrael hanesunim batzaru vashiv. So we're moving along in a very classic parak, Shor Shenaga Chesapara, and today's daf is going to discuss a parsha that's in. Parshas Mishpatim, that we actually discussed several dafin ago on daf membeis. That's the halacha of a man who hits a ishahara, a pregnant woman, and causes this woman's baby to miscarry. So I think it's kedai to just chazer two psukim in the Torah, and then we're going to jump right in. The pasuk says, anashim, two men will be fighting, v'nakfu ishahara, and they will hit a pregnant woman, and cause her children, to miscarry. In the event that this woman will not die, the person that caused this baby to die will be punished, meaning will have to pay. What does that mean? We'll see in the course of the day. And if this woman will die, then, Vinasato Nefesh Tachas Nefesh, whoever killed this woman will be Chayev Misa, and because he's Chayev Misa, he'll be potter from paying the value of these children. And the reason is because if someone does one Misa for which he's Chayev Misa and Chayev Mamin, the rule is, and if this person is going to be killed, then by definition, he has to be potter from any chiyuve moment. So the short version of what we need from these two psukim is that there's an idea that if a person is mazik in Ishahara, the halach is the perpetrator, the mazik has to pay that wanted to damage his friend, and instead, by accident, the shor ended up hitting a woman, and caused the children to miscarry. The owner of the shor is potter from the Dmei a man who wanted to hit his friend, and inadvertently hit an Isha, and caused her children to miscarry, he has to pay Dmei Vladis. In other words, the Mishnah is saying that this halacha of Dmei Vladis is only true if a man is the one that caused the Vladis to die. If, however, it was a Shar, although ordinarily, there's a parish of Niske Momin, and a man is responsible for the actions and for the damages that occur via his shar. As it relates to Vladis, however, he's going to be part. It says the Mishnah Ketzad Mishalim Dmei Vladis. How do we assess the value of Vladis? We try to figure out how much this woman was worth before she miscarried. The Kamahiyafa. And how much she's worth now. The difference is the damage. And that is the Onesh Yonesh. That's what the Dmevladis is going to be. Amr Rav Gamliel, Rav Gamliel said, Im Kane, if this is the formula that you're going to use, Misheho Isha Yoledes Mashbachas, which simply seems to mean that it's going to come out that the woman is actually going to owe the mazik money because a woman's value does not go down after she gives birth. It actually goes up. Ella must be the calculation is different. What is it? We try to figure out how much the vlodos themselves were worth now that the vlodos are not alive. So that's what the shum is going to be. And what do you do with the money? You give the money to the husband. Now this is something that was discussed in detail when we learned this Indian a little bit on Daf Membez, and it's learned out from the words in the Torah, Kashi Yoshis Olav Bal Ho'isha. So we learn from there that who's the one that gets the payment? It's something that goes to the woman's husband. It's not something that she keeps herself. Says the Mishnah, Ein Lo Bal. What if there is no husband? Then it goes to his Yarshim. In the event that she was previously a Shifcha Knanis, and then she became a Mishukhreres, so that right now she's a full-fledged Yid, however, she's a Giyoris, or she was a regular Giyoris, Potter, she is 
not going to be entitled to anything, meaning the mazik is going to be potter. What does this mean? So there's a long Rashi. We'll wait for the Gemara to go through exactly pshat. Either way, a lot happening in the Mishnah. The background is all this idea of the Mei Vlada is of the Gemara. Time of the Meschavan L'chaveroi. The Mishnah said, Shor Shohoi Meschavan L'chaveroi, Vehika Isso Isho, Vehyotsu Yiladeo Potem Et Vlada. So what's the words of the Mishnah? Shor wanted to be mazik, his friend, another Shor, Reyeu, and what he ended up doing was he hit an Ishahara fiyotsu yuladeh patamid mevladis. What does it sound like? The only time there's a tour of mevladis is if the shar didn't intend to hit the Ishahara. Shar shayu meschavan lechaveray. It sounds, however, ha meschavan leisha. If he did have a mind to hit the isha and viyotsu yuladeh mishalim mevladis, then he would be responsible. So the Gemara says, "Lemeti yavet tiufta the Rabbah Barahava." Is this Mishnah then a checkmate? It's a tiufta. Rabbah Barahava. Amr Rabbah Barahava. Rabbah Barahava said, "Shvarim she meschavan leisha." Shvarim that had in mind to hit an isha. To remit mevladois, and if this woman was an ishahara, the yatsu yiladeh departed from the mevladois. Rav Adbarahava said mefurish that a shor never pays the mevladois, even if the shor had in mind to hit the isha. From the Mishnah, it doesn't sound that way. So is the Mishnah a tiyufta on Rav Adbarahava? Amalach Rav Adbarahava. So Rav Adbarahava is going to tell you, of course not. I knew the Mishnah, and I knew this Mishnah is not Schwarz and Weiss, a kasha on what I'm saying. I, if that's the case, why the Mishnah says, Shor Shoyim Meschavim Lechaveroi, tell me the bigger Chiddush. Even if the Shor tried hitting the Ishahara, still Potter, said Ravad Barahava, who had in that film Meschavim Lechaveroi, Nami Pturim Midmei Vlodois, Hodiktani Shor Shoyim Meschavim Lechaveroi, the reason the Mishnah said it in this way, is I think about the Mishnah Seifo, because the Mishnah wanted to say in the next breath, Adam Shoyim Meschavim Lechaveroi, that if a person tried hitting his friend, and he hit an Ishahara, in that instance, what's the Allah Yichai Vendmei Vlodois? Now, there, the Mishnah Dafka wanted the case to be where the person didn't have a mind to hit the Ishahara, but rather had a mind to hit somebody else. And the reason is the Hachik Sivkra, because that is what the Pasik says. So when Yamava Sedra, that's what's happening. Two men are fighting with each other, and then inadvertently, Venakfu Ishahara. Now, that halacha is also not dafka, but al kopanim, that is the case of the Torah. So it makes a lot of sense that the Mishnah would follow the lead of the Torah, the Torah Shabbat Peh, would go in line with the Torah Shabbat and say it in that case. So being that the Sefer was going to be mentioned in that case, because that is the case of the Torah, so to be consistent, the Resha of the Mishnah did the same. Again, we prefer the symmetry over the accuracy, and that's why the Mishnah said it in this way, Hagam and Hachinami, even if the Shor had Kavonet to eat the Ishahara, the Allah would be Potemid Mevladis. Amar HaPap, HaPap, HaShivcha, so this is a Shivcha Kananis, that's her, and it caused her children to miscarry, Meshalim Mevladis, in that instance, there will be a Chiv Mevladis. So, although ordinarily a shard that shtois is, is no dmei vladis, but a shifcha, yeah, my time, but what's the difference between a shifcha and a baschairin, says the Gemara. Reason is, because the way we view a shifcha is a chamarta ma'abarta ba'amahu. We look at her as if she's a chamarta, right, that's like a chamar, and who's me'uberes, and it's she, the azik, that was damaged, and being that if a shar would damage a chamarta ma'abarta, literally, the shar would be responsible even for the over. This shifcha is viewed in that same way. Now, why would we view a shifcha as a chamarta? It's based on a chazal. Everyone knows this drasha. This drasha has implications in many different areas in halacha. And this is another example where we treat this shifcha not as a adam, but rather as a chamarta. The p'tur of the mevlodos is when it's an ishahara, not a chamarta ma'abarta. Therefore, even though there's a p'tor of shar when it comes to mevlodos, in this case, the halach is going to be chayv. Either way, moving along in the Mishnah. So the Mishnah said, Ketza Meshalot mevlodos. How is it that we assess the mevlodos? High level, it was a machloikis between the chachamim and Rab Shinin ben Gamliel. What did the chachamim say? Shaman is isha kami hiyafa achlo yodo. Which sounds like we assess the value of an Isha that's Hara, she's expecting, which means that she's going to have a child. 
versus Anisha that's no longer expecting who's not going to have a child. The assumption is that a woman that's hara is worth more money. Why? Because although she's one person, but she has an Uber inside of her. So this one person eventually is going to be two people. So that in and of itself gives her more value. And now that she doesn't have that child, that's what was devalued. And that's the Shuma that we make. That is the Dmei Vlados. So the Gemara asks Akasha, Dmei Vlados Vishvach Vlados Mi The way Rashi explains the Kasha is that it sounds like the Shuma is with regards to the value of the Vlad. Meaning, Ketzad Meshalim Dmei Vlados sounds a little bit that the only thing we're taking into consideration is the value that the Isha has when she's pregnant based on the fact that there's going to be another child over here. But the truth is, and we saw this in the previous dafin, that uh, Isha, that's horror, because of the fact that she would gain weight, and because of the fact that she would be stronger and look stronger, that in and of itself gave her value, regardless of the vlog. And the Gemara's kasha is that when you make the Shuma, that also should go into the calculation, and it doesn't sound like it does, because the only Shuma that the Mishnah discusses is the Dmei Vlados, which the Gemara's being Medayik sounds like it's the value of the Vlad, or the devaluation of this Isha based on the fact that she doesn't have the Vlad. But what about the fact that now that she doesn't have the Vlad, her whole guf is Nishtana, and it's Nishtana Ligreyesa, and as a result, you should be responsible for to pay for that as well. So again, the Gemara's kasha is the mei vlodois vishvach vlodois with some help from the Hagoy sabach. So the Gemara says hachinami. You're right. Meaning that is also what the Mishnah meant to say. Come, kates mashalom the mei vlodois vishvach vlodois add vishvach vlodois into the narrative of the Mishnah. So how do you assess side the mei vlodois and side the shvach vlodois? Shaman is shaman is kami yof actually yolda the kami he yofa misha yolda. I mean, it's not only kates mashalom the mei vlodois. It's kates at mashalom the mei vlodois. And also, Kates and Mishalim, Shvach Vlades, Dmei Vlades would be the value of the child, or this anticipated value. Shvach Vlades would be the value of the Isha that she now has as a result of the fact that she's carrying the child. Either way, these two things are all included in the Cheshben. We add them up. That's the gross number as it relates to the damage. And the Mazak has to write a check to who? The Mishnah says, right? He takes all that money and he gives it to the husband, which is a segue now to the next part of the daf. Um, Reb Shimon Gamliel. Reb Shimon Ben Gamliel said, Im Kain, if that's the case, meaning the way you cheshben, the Dmei Vlad this is, how much was the Isha worth and how much is she worth now, that difference, I think, Isha, Yoledes, Mishabachas, which literally the words mean when the Isha has a child, she doesn't go down in value, but to the contrary, she goes up in value. And it was because of this kasha, which is a little bit ambiguous, shaman es havladis kamehen yafin. Must be, said Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, that the shum is done a little bit differently. We don't look at the isha, how much was she worth and how much is she worth now, but rather we just look at the vladis. We single out the vladis, vladis had value, now these vladis are no longer alive, that is the payment that's going to have to be made. So the Gemara says, my karma. What did Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel mean to say, on my rabbis, rabbis, rabbis said, oh, he, come. he meant to say, very simple, what it sounds like he meant to say, is a woman worth more before she has a child than she is after she has a child? It's just the opposite. A woman is worth more after she has a child than she's worth before she has a child. Now Rashi says that the reason for this is, because at first glance it seems a little counterintuitive, but it's based on the fact that once upon a time, childbirth was considered very, very dangerous. And a woman was perceived to be in a tremendous state of sakana when she had a child. And it's for that reason, uh, Isha, that's hara, is going to be worth less money when she's nimka l'shok than an Isha that's not hara because of the risk factor that she might die during childbirth. And that's what's motivating Rav Shemagam Gamliel's kasha. Meaning he understands that the Isha be'etzim could be 
worth more money based on the fact that she's going to have another child, you have the shvach this. But the point is that because of that sakana, Reb Shimon Gamliel was very worried about it. And he said, I hold that the Isha is actually going to be worth more money after she has the child. So that can't be the Shuma. El, what must the Shuma be? Shaman is this. The nois in must be we just single out the Vladis, we figure out how much they were worth. That's how we're going to determine what the damage is. Tainamiyachi, a b'raisa that supports what Rabbi just said. The b'raisa, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel is talking, and he's a little wordier than he is in the Mishnah. So says Rabbi Shimon Gamliel in the b'raisa. Meaning, essentially what Rabbi Shimon Gamliel said in the Mishnah, but a little wordier. Speaking out with Bakhtain or what Rabbi said. Hello, what is the Shuma? Shaman and Savladois. We figure out what the Vladis are worth. And that's what's given to the husband. Rabbi Omar, Rabbi said, Hachitani, a different Shaman in the Mishnah. Vichi Ishal and Mishnayoy Ledes, Mishabachas, the Enla Atzmo, Bishvach, Vladois. According to Rabbi, Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's Taino is something else. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel understands that the each is worth more money. After, before she has a child, and she is after she has the child. What then is Rabbi Shimon Gamliel arguing with? He's coming to argue with regards to the flow of the money. Where exactly is the money going to go? Meaning, we said the way the Gemara edited with Agoy Sabach and with the Knech in the previous Gemara that when we make the Shuma, we're cheshbening two things. We're cheshbening the Dmei Vlados and we're cheshbening the Shvach Vlados. And the Mishnah said, Venois and Labach. Both of those go to the husband. It's one shuma, we take all the money, and we give it to the husband. Zok, Reb Shimon and Gamliel, that I agree with you that the shvach vlodos and the vlodos, I agree with you that the dmei vlodos has to go to the husband. That's what it says in the Torah. Kashayosh is all of bal ho'isho, which means that he's the one that's entitled to the money. However, as it relates to the shvach vlodos, I'm not so sure why that goes exclusively to the husband. Meaning, when you're cheshbining, the hesit that took place as a result of the fact that the vlodos are no longer ba'olam, yeah, that's something that should go to the husband. Why? Xeris HaKosov, that's what the Torah says. But you don't have Xeris HaKosov as it relates to the Shvach Vlodis, and in Svarim, Mechatesi, the Shvach Vlodis, should go exclusively to the husband. What is the Shvach Vlodis? That's the additional value that the Isha herself has, right? The Isha, we know this from the previous, so Gilbi Mufurish later, gets the Nezek, she gets the Tsar, at the end of the day, she's the one that was damaged, so why should she not get the Shvach Vlodis? Now, you want to tell me that the husband, being that he's the Balabas on the Dmei Vlodis, meaning the Vlodis belong to him, so maybe he should be entitled to a of the Shvach Vladis as well. No problem. In fact, we'll see in a second, Rav Shem Gamliel holds that the Shvach Vladis should be divided equally amongst the Isha and the Baal. Abraham Mia, he doesn't understand why the Shvach Vladis are being treated the same as the Dmei Vladis, and it's going 100% to the husband. And that's what Rav Shem Gamliel is coming to say. So again, says Rav, I'll tell you what Rav Shem Gamliel meant. V'chi Isha le'ledes Mashbachas ve'en la'atzmo b'shvach vlodes klum. What? All the shvach vlodes are somehow shayich to lemisha yoledes. They're all shayich to the husband. They have nothing to do with her. It doesn't make sense. Ella, what we do is shamedes avlodes v'nois l'bal. We make a shuma on the vlodes independently, and that's what goes to the husband. The shvach vlodes, and as it relates to the shvach vlodes, cholken. That's something that we're going to divide. Tanya nami hachi a brisa that supports Rava's understanding of Rav Shimon Gamliel. On Rav Shimon Gamliel, Rav Shimon Gamliel said the chiyishol misha yoledes mashbachas ve'in laatzma b'shvach vlodes kum elo shamin nezek bifneyatzmoi. What we do is we determine the nezek bifneyatzmoi, the amount of damage that happened to her, v'tzar bifneyatzmoi, and the amount of pain that was caused to her. And then we figure out the value of the Vlados, and we give the value of the Vlados to the Baal, as it relates to the Nezek and the Tsar, that goes to her. The Shvach Vlados, and it relates to the Shvach Vlados, that's something that gets divided. The bottom line is, Rishim Gamliel was a little bit unclear in the Mishnah, so much so that the Gemara said, and the Gemara presented two Pshatim in what Rishim Gamliel might have meant. Rabbah's Pshat and Rabbah's Pshat. Rav Shimon Gamliel's words were, in Cain, Rabbi understood that Rav Shimon Gamliel saying is that according to you, Chacham, the way you assess the Dmei Vlades is based on how much this Ish is worth less today than she was before she had a child. If that's the case, then she's going to owe the Mazak money because she's actually worth more money today than she was worth previously. Must be the Shuma, and the only Shuma is how much damage occurred to the Vlades 
based on focusing only on the vloggers. Rava sent this out Rosh Hashanah. No, Rosh Hashanah understood that an Isha is worth more before she has the child than she is after she had the child. And he understands that there's a cheshman of Dmei Vlodis. He also understands that there's a cheshman of Shvach Vlodis. But whereas the Chachamim hold, that side of Dmei Vlodis and side of Shvach Vlodis are all included in the Ketzat Shaman. It's one Shuma, and it all goes to the husband. Rav Shum Gamliel is arguing that the Dmei Vlodis should go to the husband based on Xeris HaKosov. But as it relates to the Shvach Vlodis, Cholkin, I think that's something that should be divided. Okay, you have two Pshatim and a Mishnah. Right? The problem is, the Gemara brought Tanya Nami Hachi to both Pshatim. So that Rabbi's Pshat was supported by uh, Braisa, and then Rabbi's Pshat was supported by Braisa. That's a problem. And the reason that's a problem is because the two Pshatim contradict each other. Right? The two Pshatim don't, by definition, have to contradict each other, but in this case, they do. And the reason is because in the first Pshat of the Gemara, in Rabbi's Pshat, Rav Shem Gamliel holds that a woman is worth more money after than she is before. So let's talk about Shvach Vlodis. There is no Shvach Vlodis as it relates to damage that occurred because just the opposite. She's worth more money now than she was worth previously. According to Rav's Pshat, Rav Shem Gamliel agrees to the Chachamim that there's a cheshbin here of Shvach There's a cheshbin that the woman is worth less money than she was previously worth. The whole Shaila is, who should get all this money? Should it all go to the husband? Or maybe there's a component of it, right? You have to do some sort of segregation. and Some of it goes exclusively to the Isha and some of it gets divided. But the point is that Luchur, the two Pshatim country contradict each other, and if they contradict each other, how could it be a tiny namiyachi to the tube shot? It says the Gemara, Kashi, Rabbi Shem and Gamliel, Adi Rabbi and Gamliel, right? That's the short version of what we just spoke at. So the Gemara says, like Kasha, it's not a stereo. Kan b'mivakeres, kan b'she'enam mivakeres. The first time a woman has a child, her risk of dying in childbirth was considered to be greater than once she's already established that she's able to have a child and everything is going to be okay. So as it relates to the first child, Mivakeres, she is right now horror with her Bechar. So the dear Rav Shimon Gamliel holds that in the event that it was Yatsu Yiladeh, there's no Shmach Vladis. To the contrary, she herself is rather worth more money right now because she's out of that danger, out of that risk that she was previously in. As a result, the only way to establish a Shuma would be However, at that point, Rabbi Shem Gamliel's murder to the Chachamim, that she was worth more than she is now, because again, the only reason she was being devalued in the eyes of Rabbi Gamliel was based on the Sakana of what's going to happen if she has a child. So that's not true as it relates to the second child. So it's regarding that that Rabbi Shem Gamliel said in the second Braisa that where I disagree with the Chachamim is not whether or not there's a Shvach flood, it's not whether or not not she's worth more or less, but with regards to where exactly the money is going to go. Now, as it relates to the Mishnah, so what emerges is really two ways you can learn the Mishnah. So if you prefer to learn the Mishnah the way Rav Shem Gamliel said it in one Braisa, that's Emes, Rav Shem Gamliel said it in the first. And if you prefer to learn the Mishnah the way Rav Shem Gamliel said it in the other Braisa, that's also Emes. In other words, Rab and Rav are not really arguing. It's two Mahalchim that don't contradict each other, but to the contrary, they're both 100% Emes. And it's Yutachin, Rabbah would be moida to Rabbah, and Rabbah would be moida to Rabbah. Rabbah is saying, and being Mefarish the Mishnah based on one Rav Shem and Gamliel, Rabbah is being Mefarish based on another Rav Shem and Gamliel. So you decide. If you want the Mishnah to be talking about Mevakeres, you're going to learn Rav Shem and Gamliel in the Mishnah one way. And if you want it to be talking about Kshayin and Mevakeres, then you'll be able to learn it another way. Either way, it says the Gemara of Rabbanon, according to Rabbanon, Dami Shvach Vlodis Nami Lebaal, Mai Taimu. So essentially, one of the Machloikasen that emerge from the aforementioned is that the Chachamim hold that just like the Dmei Vladis go to the husband, so the Shvach Vladis go to the husband as well. Whereas Roshim Gamliel holds that Dmei Vladis go to the husband, but the Shvach Vladis chok. So the Gemara says, my time of the Rabbanon, meaning in Svara logically, you would think that Roshim Gamliel is in the right, right? They each have a schus to this money, and therefore that would seem to be a little bit more reasonable. So the Gemara says, my time of the Rabbanon, Gemara says, Kidetanya, it's based on the following Beraisa. The price says that from the fact that it says in the Torah, so the Pasik describes an Ishahara, right? A woman that's expecting So the Gemara's kasha is the word hara is extra. Right? Why do you have to say she was an Ishahara? If it says Vyatsu Yulada, just say Vinakfu Isha Vyatsu Yulada. 
Obviously, she was horror, right? So why does it have to say she was horror? So it's coming to teach me that any shvach that comes machmas her heroin is going to go to the husband. In other words, Rabbanon Abigzeris Akasif that says that not only did Meiv love this, but the shvach love this also go to the husband. Shimon Gamliel, hi horror, my daughter. What does Rabbi Shimon Gamliel do with the word horror? The tiny needs it for the following price. Lesbian Yaakov, Lesbian Yaakov said, "Lo'ilu meni chayiv achi akenek neged beis haroy." The halach is that the only time a man is chayiv Meiv love. Is if he hit the woman connected base haroyin, meaning in the area where the vlad is inside her guf. Amr apap apap is a loy teimik connected base haroyin. Mamish, it doesn't have to be literally where the baby is. Ela kolhecha the salik base shichmal vlad, which Rashi says that if there's any part of the guf which brings chamimus to the vlad. That already would be considered connected by Saharan, and if the Akkad took place over there, so the halacha is that this person would be chayv. Afuke what? Meaning, what's an area that's not? Considered a mokoyim of chamimus, yad v'regel the lie. If he would hit her hand or her foot, so that area would not be considered connected to Yisrael. But really, it doesn't have to be that he mamish hits her connected to Yisrael. Mamish that in and of itself would be okay. So just to come up for breath for one second. So in the very very last gemara that we learned. The gemara was bothered with a kasha. It says ishahara. And the question is, why does the Torah have to say that she was an ishahara? If the Torah says, the next words, then by definition, she had to have been an Isha Hara. The word Hara is extra, and the Gemara has two suggestions. Either it's coming to teach me that just like the Dmei Vlodos go to the husband, the Shvach Vlodos go to the husband as well, as if to say, all Shvach of the Heroyoin go to the Baal, or the Kedetanya. Rabbi Leza ben Yaakov said that the only time the man is Chayef is if he hits her, Keneged base heroin. So two different pshatim of what perhaps is the reason that the Torah added this word harem. Beshita Mikubetzes right here brings from the Ra'ah that as it relates to the two drushes of what to learn from the word hara, the halacha is like Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov. Why? He says number one because Rapapa was mefarish what Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov said. And in the world of Klali Apsak, if a Tana says something, and then an Amoira explains what the Tana said, it's Mestabra that the Amoira is explaining it because he understood that that's the Halach. So from the fact that Rapapa went to pains to explain the Shita of Rabbi ben Yaakov, that's a Raya that the Halacha must be like Rabbi ben Yaakov. And besides, says the Shittu Gumbat, says, Vesu, Kaimelon, everyone knows the rule, Mishnah's Rebbe Leezah ben Yaakov, Kavanaki, that the Mishnah of Rebbe Leezah ben Yaakov is Kavanaki, and if that's the case, we always pass it like Rebbe Leezah ben Yaakov. So as it relates to this drasha of horror, Keneged Haroi, and Zok, the Shittu Gumbat says, quoting the Ra'ah, this is going to be the Halacha. The Mechaschinoch, in Mitzvah Memtes, brings this Shita Mekubetzes, and he says that although the Shita, according to Ra'ah, said for a double Pashit, that the Halach is like Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov, but if you look at the Rambam, and if you look at the Rif and the Rush, they don't bring the Shita of Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov. The reason probably is because they held that the whole Shita of Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov was coming to explain what horror means if you hold not like the Chachamim, that Shvach Vlodis does not go to the husband. But if you hold Shvach Vlodis goes to the husband, so then we already used Hara, it's taken to teach me that halacha. And if that's the case, there's no Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov. So the Minchas Chinuch, that even though the Shittim Kubat says, came with a Ganskai and said, this is the way it is, Lameisa from the G'dayli Apoiskim, it doesn't seem that way. I, the Ra'ah, has a good argument. Mishnas Rebbe Yezim and Yaakov is Kavanaki. Teretz is Pasha, we've referenced this so many times over the years, and that is, because there is a Deya, out there amongst the Achroinim, that although Chazal said Mishnas Rebbe ben Yaakov is Kavanaki, it could be it's only the Mishnayas of Rebbe ben Yaakov that were Kavanaki. But as it relates to the Brises, could be not. So Mishnas Rebbe ben Yaakov, the Mishnah of Rebbe ben Yaakov is Kav, there's very little, but the Naki, it's clean, it's pure. We always pass on Rebbe ben Yaakov. It's one of the most powerful rules when it comes to Kloli Absak. But is it only by a Mishnah? Or is it by a b'raise as well? Zok the minchas It sounds to me like that's the machloikis rishonim. The ra'ot that says v'su kaimalon mishas rabbi leizer miyakiv kavanoki. He holds mishas lavdafka. It'd be true for a b'raise as well. Whereas the gedolei apoiskim that left out this halacha, it's kinera because they held it was only the mishnah of rabbi leizer miyakiv. It's not the b'raise. Now the emesis this noise of 
Mishnah's Rebbe Lezbiyakim, is it true only for the Mishnah? Is it true for the Bryce as well? So all the Mepharshei HaKlolim talk about this at length. The Yad Malachi and his Kloli Talmud, Simon Tov, Tes, Vav, has pages on this. The Chida and the Sefer Ein Zoycher. So all the Svarim that talk about these in Yonim have a very, very long chapter. This is one of the great Chakiris Hayudus in the world of Kloli Apsach. But just one interesting Maru Markim, and that is, is a Tshuva from the Chacham Tzvi. Right? Every tshuva from the Chacham Tzvi is nevuah shehutzrachol adayrus. It's gold. So there's a tshuva from the Chacham Tzvi. It's in Simen Yud, where he was asked this question. The Shoyal wanted to know if Mishnah's Rebbe Leizah ben Yaakov, Kavanaki is true only for Mishnayis, or it's true for Brises as well. And he brought a raya in the floor. He said that this Gemara Masechtis Yevomis, Daf Mem Tes Amin Beis, it's one of the places that the Gemara mentions this rule. And the Gemara over there says as follows, Tani Shimon ben Azai, also known as Ben Azai, he said, I found a Megillah, I found a scroll in Yerushalayim, the Kosov Ba, and it said inside the scroll a few things. It said, Ish Ploini Mamzer Me Ish. Okay, not our Sugya. That is the Sugya in Yavam Mismam Tesam and Beis. And Bederich Agav, it also said, the Kosov Ba, Mishnas Rebeliezer Ben Yaakov Kavanaki. It said other things as well. But one of the things that it said in this Megillus Yuchsen was, Mishnas Rebeliezer ben Yaakov Kavanaki. So the Chacham Tzvi said like this, this was a scroll that was found by Ben Azai that seemed to have been around for some time. Certainly around before the times of Rabbi Yudanasi. Rabbi Yudanasi lived after Ben Azai. Right? Ben Azai is one of the Chaverim of Rabbi Akiva. He was one of the Dalet that were Nichtas together with Rabbi Akiva. Which means that this memra of Mishnah's Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov Kavanaki predated Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. He said, who wrote the Mishnah? Rabbi Yehuda Anasi wrote the Mishnah. In other words, it can't be that Mishnah's Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov is Milosh in Mishnah. Because there was no Mishnah at the time of ben and at the time that this scroll was written. So Balkarchach, when it says Mishnah's Rebbe and Yaakov, the word Mishnah's Lav Davka. And if the word Mishnah's Lav Davka, that means it has to incorporate the prices as well. Now, Chacham Tzvi says, I'm saying good, good, but let me say it a little bit better. Afilun Tim Tzoloimah, there was a music of a Mishnah before the times of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. But that Mishnah is not under a Mishnah, because at the end of the day, what was the avoid of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi? Rabbi Yehuda Anasi took all the prices, he took all the Arichas Advarim, he liked the memories of Rameyah, but the point is, he was the one that gave us our Mishnayas and prices. In other words, even if there was a Musik of a Mishnah before Rabbi Yudah Anasi, oh, but that's not under a Mishnah. When we say today, Today, in Tovshin Pei Dalet, that there's a Mishnah, there's a Braisa, what makes something a Mishnah, what makes something a Braisa? That was the Avoidah of Rabbi Yehuda Hanasi. So if Haint, if the Poiskim are going to be Mechalik between a Mishnah's Rabbi Yehuda and Yaakov, versus a Braisa of Rabbi Yehuda and Yaakov, that means we're being Mechalik based on what we know today as being a Mishnah, and what we know today as being a Braisa. That can't be Emes, said the Chacham Tzvi, because you see... That Mishnah's Rebbe Leezim Yaakov was Kav Menaki even before that. Meaning the whole Mekar to be Mechav with the Mishnah and Brides would be the words. Mishnah's Rebbe Leezim Yaakov. And those words, Mishnah's Rebbe Leezim Yaakov, even if the word Mishnah was Davka, but it doesn't mean what Mishnah means today. It would mean whatever Mishnah meant a hundred years before Rabbi Yehuda Anasi. Sezok techecham tzvi, avaraya she'en olav tshuva. Wrote that in a tshuva. Avaraya she'en olav tshuva, that this must be the way it is. Either way, just a short ha'ara going like that. So... The Mishnah said in the safe, Hoysa Shifcha Dinishtakara Oikiyores Potter. So we're talking about where somebody hit a Ishahara, this Mayflod, this Shvachflod, this. And what do we do with all this? So we give it to the husband. It relates to Shvachflod, this. In the event that she was a shifcha, and then she was nishtachra, or she was a giyores, so that Allah is potter, you're going to be potter. Meaning, it sounds like if somebody would hit a shifcha shenishtachra, or a giyores, in other words, someone hits a giyores, and she's hara, v'yotzu yuladeh, so in that instance, the halach is that this person is going to be potter. Now, Rashi in the Mishnah says, that's not a true statement. Not a true statement. And the reason it's not a true statement is because who cares that the woman is a giyores? At the end of the day, who gets the money? Let's focus on the Dmei Vladis. It goes to the husband. And being that the Dmei Vladis goes to the husband, 
So who cares that his wife's a Giyaris, is not a Giyaris? If anything, you'd want to figure out whether he's a Ger. But what does she have to do with this? At the end of the day, he's the one that's getting the money. And if he's the one that's getting the money, the fact that she's a Giyaris, or Shifcha Shanishtach, or should be neither here nor there. Says Rashi, Enochinami. And when the Mishnah said, what the Mishnah really wanted to say was that in the event that the husband is an Evet Knani, or he himself was a Ger, then the halach is that in the event that he dies, the halach is, this person is not going to have to give any money. And the reason is because who's the one that's supposed to get the money? It's the husband. The husband is a Ger. He's not alive. A ger has no yarshim. And because a ger has no yarshim, there's no one to give the money to. If there's no one to give the money to, so he's machzik in the money, and he's going to be potter. Now, if really what we wanted to say was that the husband, the father of this child, is a ger, so why do we talk about the ger? So it actually says because usually a ger married a ger. I mean, that's usually the way it was. That's why we mentioned in that case. Rashi has another knitch. Why is it hoysa shifchov in Just say hoysa... Haruri, right? Or Why do we have to say that she was a shifchav and a shtachr? He said the point is because the idea is that there was a ger who died, he left over no children. So what we're saying is, is that he just got married, Mamish, the, 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 the geiris just took place, and she's expecting her first child, and all of a sudden, now, but the point is, there's no other children, and because there's no other children, there's no yarshim, there's no one to get the money. But anyway, this is like a very long-winded way of saying that if somebody would be Nakfu Ishahara, she's the wife of a ger who has no yarshim, because a ger could have yarshim if he has another family. So we're talking about a ger that, punked has no yarshim, that's the implication of as if this is all very, very current. But the point is, in that instance, being that he's the one that's entitled to the money and there's no one to give the money to, so therefore the Allah is potter, you're going to end up being potter. The only time this is true, this halacha of potter, we're the husband, right? That's the point. Where it's the husband that was a ger. It's true if the chavalo, the v'nok v'ishahara, took place while the husband was alive, and then afterwards he died. They keep the chavalo b'chaya ger, because being that the chavalo took place while the ger was alive, zachabahu ger. So the ger was zoich in the money. V'kiven the mesa ger, and now that the ger died, zachabahu min hager. So now the mazik is zoich in the money from the ger. Let's explain this a little bit better. Daloch is hamachzik benachzei ager is oicha. So if a ger dies and he leaves over possessions, so whoever's the first one to make a chazaka in it, it's literally treated as if it would be hefker. He's the one that's going to end up being zoicha in it. So in the event that somebody was not for ishahara. When the ger was alive, so the ger had some in right now to be Tevea, right? What does he own? He has this contingent asset. He can sue somebody and potentially make money off of it. Okay, that is viewed as Nichsei Ager. The first person to be Machzik ben Nichsei Ager, he's the one that's going to be Zeichel. Who's the first person to be Machzik ben Nichsei Ager? It's the Mazak. He has the money in his cash in us. So as a result, he's a Mazak. So that's why he's going to get. But this is only true, Zakir Abba, if the Ger died, not the Chaval. So it's Chalachoyv by who? By the Ger. He's a Mazak. So he's Oichin it. But in the event that the Chaval took place after the Ger already died, then Zachilo i Begavayu. Then, at the time of the Chaval, there was no Ger anymore. There was no husband anymore. Who then is the Balabas here? Or the Balabusta? It's her. If that's the case, he's going to have to make a payment. Who's he going to make a payment to? He's going to make a payment to her. So to the extent that the Chavala happened, so now the Ger is the Baldover, he died, you're going to be Potter. If, however, the Chavala took place after the husband died already, so it comes out that really this is her geshef, because she right now is the Balas Dover. If she's the Balas Dover, really he owes the money to her. So who cares that the Ger had no Yarshim? It's going to her. The whole Chavala took place after he wasn't alive anymore. Now we're saying a little bit of a Chiddush is Rabba, that even though ordinarily the Shvach Tvladis goes to the husband, but that's only true if the husband was alive. But if the husband wasn't alive, so then who's the, not Shvach Tvladis, the May Vladis? We'll talk about Shvach Vladis in a minute. Gonna go to the Dmei Vladis is gonna go to her, and as a result, the halach of Potter will not apply. I'm Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda heard what Rabbi said, and he said, "Mori dichi." 
Mori means master. Dichi means, Rashi says, of this that was just said. So, meaning the Mori de Shmaitza, Atu Vlado is Tzrorin and you're telling me that in the event that a man dies and she is an Ishahara, Vyatsu Yoladeo, Dalach is now she suddenly gets the Dmei Vlados, as if to say that the way we view the Vlados, that she's being Mexican, right? They're inside her womb. So the way we view the Vladis as this story, as she says, as if it's Kishrei Moizuk Sofen, it's like a suitcase with cash, right? That's the way we view it, so that she could be Zoich in it, so that now if the Kabbalah took place, Dalach is he's going to owe her money. That's not what that is. Elo Isi Labal Zochalei Rachmano, Dalach is as follows. If there's a Baal to make the Dmei Vladis payment to, so he's the one that's going to get it. Less of the Baal. If there's no husband, no one is going to get this payment. In other words, according to Rav Chizda, in your your case, Rabbi, where the Chabal took place after the husband died, no one's getting the money. And it's Zichah going to be Potter. And the reason is because there's no way for the woman to somehow yarshin this chus that really belongs to the husband. The husband says, the Torah says, who gets it, Mayvlaw, this? It's the husband that gets it. So if there's a husband, he gets it. If there's no husband, then he doesn't get it, right? Then you're not clear. What's the Hezbo in the Machlokes? Right, according to Rabbah, if the husband's alive, the husband's the one that gets the money. But if the husband's not alive, then she's the one that gets it. Why? Because she's Machsik in her Uber, and as a result, she's going to get it. Rav Chizda said, So if there's no husband, no one's getting anything. So the way the Lomdom explained the Gemara is they were arguing in terms of how you understand the chiv of Dmei Vladis. Rabbi understood that the way Dmei Vladis works is that the husband has a kinyan in the Vlad, klape any Dmei Vladis that may ever result, machmas this kinyan. Meaning, the soil of the schus of Dmei Vladis comes from a kinyan in the Vlad. So, Zok, Rabbi, in the event that the husband dies, right now there's an Isha, she has now the Vlad, it's inside her guf, yeah, we look at it as sorry to some extent. And as a result, so she's going to have the schus now and any benefit that's supposed to come as a result of it. Whereas Rav Chizda said that the way Pnei Vladis works is not a result and a derivative of a kinyan in the Etzim Vlad. It's a schus ba'alma that the Torah said that the husband can get. The Torah gave it to him, Torah didn't give it to her. She could be machzik in the Vlad from today till tomorrow. The schus of Pnei Vladis doesn't come machmas a kinyan in the Guf of Vlad. So it's a very lomdish and machloikis between Rabbi and Rav Chizda, but either way, that's Pashup Shana in the Gemara. Faith the Gemara, Meisvei, I'll ask you a question. So what's in short, right? What's the short version of machloikis Rabbi and Rav Chizda? If somebody hits an Ishahara, when there's no husband. Is there a chiyav or is there not chiyav? We're saying it in a very fancy case. But really, if you break it down, that is the machloikis. According to Rabbi Avada, there's a chiyav. It's going to go to her instead of going to him. According to Rav Chizda, you're going to be I'll ask you a kasha. Somebody hit an isha and the children miscarry. The chiyav nazik and the chiyav tzar goes to the isha with mevladis labal. The mevladis goes to the husband. Right? It's very straightforward. You know this. In abal, let's say the husband died. Noisin liyarshin, it goes to his yarshin. In isha, let's say the woman died. So the nazik inside that she's supposed to get noisin liyarshin, go to her yarshin. Hoisa shivcha v'nishtachra. If she was a shifch of an ishtachar, or she was a giyoyres, and she died, so who does it go to then? So the Allah is a zocha, he's going to be zocha in it, he's going to be able to keep it. Now, in order to understand the Gemara's kash, you have to make one assumption. And that is that it sounds like, this is the Maksha's understanding of the Braisa, that the words, Hoisna shifch of an ishtachar, or giyoyres zocha, is true, say if she was a shifch of an ishtachar, and say if he himself was a gay. Meaning, what did the Brysa just do? The Brysa told us when a tznak for Ishahara, where the money flows. That was the first thing. The second thing that the Brysa said was that in the event that either he dies or she dies, it goes to the Yarshim. And then it said, what would be if he died, if, if, what would be if she died, but she was a giyayris? So the Allah is, he the mazik is going to be zoichen, what was supposed to come to her. The Gemara assumes the same exact thing is going to be true. If he was a guy and he died, so that he has no yarshim now, what's going to be with the tzchus that was supposed to go to him? A.K.A. the Dmei Vladis. It sounds like it's going to be the same exact zoichen, right? Because we want the b'raisa to be consistent. Someone hits an ishahara. Nezik and Tzar goes to the isha. Dmei Vladis goes to the husband. Say that. 
What happens if he dies? His Yarshim. She dies? Her Yarshim. What happens if she was a Giyayra, so she has no Yarshim? Saicha. Oh, what happens if he dies and he has no Yarshim? Oh, Saicha. Right? Even though it didn't say that last thing. But the Gemara assumes that probably it's self-explanatory that that's the way it's supposed to be. Abkidekach, we don't even say it's Mestaber, right? The Gemara just says, Pasha, that's the way it is. So if that's the way it is, what do you see from here? You see from here clearly that even if he dies, what's the halacha? The halacha is going to be zacha. He's going to be zacha. This is a kasha on Rabba. Why is it a kasha on Rabba? Because Rabba said not so fast. Rabba said it depends. The only time it's zacha is if the chavola happened b'chayyaba. But if the chavola happened after the chayyaba, not. And the price didn't make that distinction. It sounds like in all cases, if he's a ger and he dies, the halacha is always going to be zacha. Why? That's all pashit. What if he was already? Dead before the Chavala took place. In that case, you're going to be Chayv. Amri, instead of an Eshiva, heard this Kash and they said, This is a Kash, me, Adifa, me, Masnisen. What, the Bryce is better than the Mishnah? The Mishnah said this essentially, right? And what did we say when the Mishnah says, which means that really he was a Ger and he died? We said it's talking about what the Chavala happened. No, you make the same exact akimta. If you can make this akimta in the Mishnah, you can certainly make it in the Brisa, right? Brisa is a lot more flexible than the Mishnah is. The Mishnah is more rigid. So, this is mamish what Rabbi was commenting on when he learned the Mishnah. So, the Brisa would be any different. Or you could say, that for some reason is too doichik for you. No problem. You could say it's talking about and say in the Mishnah, in the Brisa, not Zacha, but Zachsa. Now, Taisvis says that it sounds like just from the words of the Gemara, we're being Magia, top Taisvis. Ain Magia, Abraisa. We don't mean to be the Abraisa. What we mean is Zacha, Mishi, Yesh, Loischos. Zacha. Zacha can mean either the Mazik, Beloshin Yachid, Beloshin Zachar, to the extent that he died bef- after the Chavala took place, or Zacha could mean. Zachsa in the event that he died Kaidim the Chavala. In that case, who's gonna be Zaycha? She's the one that's gonna be Zaycha. Meaning the Bryce is saying Zacha, someone's gonna be Zaycha. Who's Zaycha? We assume that it's the Mazak that's gonna be Zaycha, which is another way of saying Potter. Zacha can mean either the Mazak or maybe it means Zachsa. Maybe she's the one that's being Zaycha. In the Mishnah, what did it say? Potter. Oh, Potter means. We're looking exclusively from the vantage point of the mazik. You're potter. Potter means I don't have to give you, I don't have to give you, I don't have to give anybody. Oh, that's already a ha'ara. So that's where rabbi kicks in. A rabbi has to make an akimta. In the bryson, you don't even need the akimta of rabbi. You want to make an akimta in the bryson to make rabbi work? But you don't even have to because the bryson said a different word. The bryson didn't say potter. The Bryson said Zocha, and it makes a big difference. Because Potter means that the Mazik's for sure Potter. Zocha just means somebody's Zocha. Who's Zocha? Maybe the Mazik, which would mean Potter, or maybe the Yish is the one that's being Zocha. As a result, you cannot ask the same exact Kasha in the Bryson that we asked from the Mishnah. Zocha, let me get It would seem maybe that this Machloik is between Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi and Rabbi Chizda, is really a machlokes tano. Abbas Yisrael shenis is the ger. Abrais, Abbas Yisrael that was married to a ger. Venis Abra mimenu, and she was nisabra from this ger. The chava babechaya ger. So you have to go through this carefully. In the event that there was a chava, the chava took place while the ger was alive. Nois sent me vladois leger. The halach is that me vladois goes to the ger. La achar misas hager. Let's say the chavala took place after. The ger died. Tani chada chayiv. One brayser said chayiv. The tani chada pater. And there was another brayser that said pater. Right? So, you have a bas Yisrael who's nisses to a ger, which is the case of the Mishnah. And even though the Mishnah said that she was a giyaris, but we already spoke out a few times, that's lav dafka. So really the case of the Mishnah could just as equally be referring to a bas Yisrael. So you have a bas Yisrael that's married to a ger, v'nisabra mimenu, Skipping to the second case, so the ger died, and now there was a chaval. Right, this is mamish the case that Rabbah and Rav Chizda debated. One brayzne said chayiv, and one brayzne said pot. My love, tanoyinu. Right, sounds pretty clear. Must be there's a machlokes tanoyin mamish in the Shaila of Rabbah and Rav Chizda. So the Gemara says lemekatanoy. The brayzne that says chayiv is Rabbah. Chayiv to who? 
Chayiv not to the ger, not to his yarshim. There is no ger and there's no yarshim. So Chayiv would mean to the isha. And the Bryson that says Potter would mean that you Potter legami. Mamish this machloikus with the lomdis Rabba and Rav Chizda. So the Gemara says as follows: Le Rabba vaditanai. According to Rabba, that holds that in this case your Chayiv he will have no choice but to say that the halacha is really totally in a machloikus tano. Meaning the Bryson that says Potter is for sure not like him. So Rabba is going to say, oh, you're hundred percent right. The Bryce that says Chayev is my sheet. The Bryce says Potter doesn't hold like me. I obviously paskin like the Bryce that says Chayev. But 100% the steer between these two Bryce's is this Machloikis Tanam. Elo the Rav Chizda. But according to Rav Chizda, does it make sense? Or is it Muchach to say that it's a Machloikis Tanam? And the Gemara says, Loi Kasha or Loi, meaning it's not Muchach that really this is a Machloikis Tanam. There's another way you can learn this. How else could you learn this? Harabanon, Harab Shimon Ben Gamliel. Could be, Rav Chizda will tell you, that the Braisa that says Potter, yeah, that's my Shita. Potter, meaning if the guy's not alive, so there's no Yerusha as it relates to this payment, there's no way to be machzik in it, the fact that the Isha has the flat inside her womb is not srori, and as a result, there's no way for it to have a schus, and that's Pshah in the Braisa that says Potter. What's Pshah in the Braisa that says Chayev? Chayev doesn't mean Dmei Vladis. What does Chayev mean? Coming full circle now. I mean, Shvach Vladis. And Rav Shimon Gamliel Shita was that the Shvach Vladis is Chalkim. Part of it goes to the husband, part of it goes to the Isha. You know what Chayev means? He Chayev to pay the Chalik of the Shvach Vladis that anyway is supposed to go to the Isha. And that's the Taich of Chayev. Chayev means that you're going to be Chayev Shvach Vladis. Says the Gemara, I Rav Shimon Gamliel, if we're going to go into Rav Shimon Gamliel, my Iri Lacha Miso, I feel me Chayev Nami Yislei Palgo. Meaning, if it's going to go into Rav Shimon Gamliel, then why is it Chayev? Meaning, if Chayev means what? What's the title of the word Chayev? Chayev means you have to pay half of the Shvach Vladis to the Isha. So then why does the man have to die? He can be alive. It's not necessary. It's the same exact halacha. Meaning, if we're looking from the standpoint of the issue, what's she entitled to in this case? She's entitled to half of the shvach vladis, regardless of whether her husband's alive or dead, whether she's married to a ger or you throw any one or the other. Sorry, Yuchsen, right? This has no shaykhis to what we're talking about over here. So if that's the one sole halacha that this b'raisa was coming to teach me, so why does this man have to not be alive? So the Gemara says like this, I'll tell you why, because mechaim is lapalga. Because mechaim, what's she entitled to? She's entitled to half. You know what the chiddush of the b'raisa is? La'acha misa kule. La'acha misa, of the holds. She's going to be entitled to the entire Thing. So what does Chayev mean? Chayev doesn't mean to make vladis. Everyone holds potters. No machlek is tanam according to Rav Chizda. What does it mean? It means shvach vladis. Aye, for that he can even be alive. What's the chiddush of the brisa? No, the chiddush of the brisa is that in this case she's going to be entitled to the entire shvach vladis. Or you could say Maybe both brisa are going according to Shimon Gamliel. Again, the machlek between the two brises is not the machlek of Rav Chizda. There's really no machlek tanam, and both brises are really going according to Rav Shimon ben Gamliel, who holds what. Who holds that the Shvach Vladis, she's entitled to a Chalik? What is the Machloikas between the two Bryces? Very simple. Kam be Shvach Vladis, Kam be Dmei Vladis. The Bryce that says Pot is talking about Dmei Vladis. The Bryce that says Chayiv was talking about Shvach Vladis, says the Gemara Amri. So the Gemara asks a, a Gishmaka Kasha, postscript to everything that we just said. Mishvach Vladis, Lishma Dmei Vladis. Umid Rab Shimon Gamliel, Lishma Lirabanon. Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda holds that the Dmei Vladas do not go over Biyarushna to the Isha. So that if the Chavalah took place after the Ger died, you part it from the Dmei Because Dmei Vladas is supposed to belong to the husband. There's no husband. There's no Yerusha, the alumnus we spoke at earlier. And therefore, it's not something that the Isha gets. Stating that, in order to be Miyashiv these Bryces, Rav Chizda said that the Shvach Vladas, which an Isha ordinarily is entitled to only half, if the Chavala took place after the husband already died, then she gets the whole thing. What's the difference between the Dmei Vladis and the Shvach Vladis? If Rav Chizda holds that she gets a greater chalik of the Shvach Vladis, Birusha, if the Chavala took place, why? Obviously because it's her flat. So, why then the Dmei Vladis different? In other words, Mishvach Vladis, Lishma Dmei Vladis. From the fact that Rav Chizda just presented a Mephurish Abraisa, that says, she gets a disproportionate chalet because the chaval took place after the husband. So why should May Vladis be any different? And he added to that, Umid Rav Shimon Gamliel, Lishma Meaning, and not just that, 
if this is true according to Rav Shimon Gamliel, because it's only according to Rav Shimon Gamliel that we're having this conversation, he's the one that holds ordinarily chokim on the shvach vodas. That alachamisa now you can get the whole shvach vodas. But klapi the dmei vlodas and even the shvach vlodas as it relates to Rabbanu, I don't see why it should be different. Meaning, as it relates to the other half of the shvach vlodas, Rav Shimon Gamliel is saying this isha is going to be entitled to if the chavalot took place after the misas ager. I don't see why according to Rabbanu it should be different. So although the Rabbanu hold ordinarily dmei vlodas and shvach vlodas both go to the husband, but if the chavalot took place after the husband died, I think both of those should go to the isha. So the Gemara says, I don't understand Rav Chizda. In order to make this not be a machlokes tanam in Rav Chizda's world, so what we ended up saying is is that the woman would somehow get. A chelik of the shvach vlodis, as long as the chaval took place after Misa's habal, which is something that she's not supposed to get. But we're actually the chais. Was negated? May vlodis? No, that you're going to be put. What's the difference between the may vlodis and the shvach vlodis? So from the shvach vlodis, lishma de may vlodis, in Rav Shimon Gamliel's world, and even better, for Rav Shimon Gamliel, we should learn the Rabban and Amri the Master's law. Shvach vlodis, the shaychiyad, the gavayu, shvach vlodis, which in a perfect world, I mean, there's nothing perfect about this story, but which ordinarily she has a schusin to So therefore we say that she could be zaycha now, and that meaning ordinarily she should have gotten half. So now she'll get the whole. But something she had a schusin already. However, to may vladis, the leishaycha yadavagavayu, but to may vladis with a tyre never gave. Tyre was mafkia to may vladis from her. I mean that that's not something she has a schusin. The only way she would get it is, is if you would say the lovedness. That the way to may vladis works is that the husband has a kinyan kilu in the over. So now that kinyan somehow transfers over to the isha. And as a result, she's going to be the one that's entitled to the Dmei Vladis. That's not something that plays itself out that way. And therefore, as a postscript to this story. So, one of the themes of today's daf is the idea of machzik benechzei ager. So the Gemara now is just going to mention a few halachas related to a machzik benechzei ager. Rabbi Sava asked Rav Nachman the following question. Ager died. He left over shtaris. His documents that say people owe him money. Somebody now goes and he's machzik in the shtaris, right? So all the nichsei ager is hefkena. The shtaris are hefkena. Someone went and he made a kinyan in the shtar. He made a hagba. He did something to the piece of paper. The question is going to be: Does he now have a schus in the verbiage thus state in this piece of paper, or does he only have a piece of paper? Maybe he doesn't even have that. This was the question. When someone makes a chazok in a shtar, so assuming this shtar represents a piece of property. So his kavanah probably was not to own the paper, but to own the piece of property. And by being machzik in the shtar, Yizichi can't get the property. And if that's the case, therefore he's not going to get the paper either, the love daiti ashtara, because his das was never to be kind of the shtar. Or perhaps, daiti nami ashtara. Or maybe his das, when he made a chazaka, wasn't only to get the paper, it wasn't only to get the arrow, it was also to get the shtar. And if that's the case, let him at least get the shtar. So it sounds like from the shiloh, for sure he's not getting the karka. Right? The only question is do you get the paper or you don't get the paper? Is your das only for the karka? In which case, you're not getting the paper. Or maybe a das was also for the paper. So although you're not getting this karka, but at least you can get the paper. So Rabbi Yehna Saba asked this question to Rabbi Nachman. Amalei, so Rabbi Nachman told Rabbi Yehna Saba, Ani Moiri, he says, I understand. He says, Right, this is the question that you're asking me. He says, what would have been the dahavamina that this person would have been machzik in the piece of paper just for the sake of the piece of paper? What would he do with the piece of paper? Lotzer al right? He's going to use it as paper. I'm going to say, yeah, lots of a lotzer. Have shataka. Okay, it's an interesting shataka v'tayah. I am b'farshim. Oh, my rabbi, rabbi said, let's say uh, ger, was holding on to a mashkin of a yet. So the ger had loaned somebody money, and now he's holding on to the mashkin. And Yisrael Acha came, and he wants to be machzik in the mashkin. Right? So it sounds like a good patent. He wants to chop this mashkin now for himself. So the Gemara says, We take it away from him. My time, what's the reason? Keep it the Meisle Ger, because being that the Ger died, because when the Ger died, so the Chayv goes by the wayside. If the Chayv goes by the wayside, so now there is no Chayv. And if there's no Chayv anymore, so now the Mashkin is no longer a Mashkin. Meaning, the Loifa is the one that now ends up being Zoich in his own Chayv. He's being Machzik Ben Echzi Ager, as in the Chayv. The Mashkin's 
only fear game to the extent that there's a chayv. Being that there's no chayv, so the mashkin belongs to whoever the mashkin really belongs to. It's not hefker, so you can't be machzik in it. What if uh, Yisrael is holding on to the mashkin of a ger, and now the ger died? Yisrael came, and he wants to be machzik in the mashkin. So the halach is, So the person who's holding on to the mashkin, meaning the malva, so keneged ma'isav, Relative and corresponding to the outstanding loan amount, he's going to get. Whereas the person that was machzik now, he's going to get the difference. So we assume for sure that whatever goes the that's in the possession of the malva. The balance, the first person that got his hands on it's going to get, and that's this machzik. Why is it that this person that came to be machzik now is going to get the difference? So you should argue that the person who is the Malva should get everything. Tikni His chatsa should be kind of him. Why? We know a person can be kind of with his chatsa and even shalom midaitoy. So the Gemara's cash is how could somebody else come and be machzik? The Malva himself should get the entire mashkin, even the part that doesn't represent his loan. Why? Because it's in his chatzos. He's the first one to be zaychan Right? This is Hefka right now. Chatzah can be kind of from Hefka. So Amri, the Bnei Yeshiva, said like this. We're talking about the lesson where the person himself was not here. Meaning, although chatzah is kind of but you have to be around. If you're not in the vicinity, you're out of town right now, it doesn't work. If he's around, or if he wanted to be kind of by himself, then it's going to be kind of But if he's not around, if he wanted to be kind of by himself, he wouldn't be able to be kind of. This can't be kind of either. What's the halacha as it relates to this Shiloh? The lesser the chatzir the lekana, meaning that last far that we just said is not a true far. A person can be kaina with his chatzir even if he's not around. The reason in that case he's not kaina the mashkin is simply because it wasn't in his chatzir. If it was in his chatzir, then at a chenami, he would be zaycha even even if he's not around. The real answer to the kasha is the lesser the chatzir, and because it's lesser the chatzir, it's for that reason he's not going to be zaycha. Just to end with one tiny ha'ara, and that is what was the theme of today's daf. The theme of today's daf is that the Dmei Vladis belong to the husband. Shvach Vladis, according to the Chacham, belongs to the husband. According to Rav Shimon Gamliel, there's a Yachloiko, right? They're going to divide it. And what's it based on? Based on a Pasuk of the Torah. V'chiyinatsu anashin, v'nakfu isha haro, v'yatsu yuladev, v'lo yiyasoy, anosh yeyanesh, kashiyoshis olavalo isha, v'nosam b'flilam. The MS is, those words, kashiyoshis olavalo isha, v'nosam b'flilam, are a little bit hard to understand. What do they even mean? Now, sounds like based on what's going to be imposed by the Balo Isha. means that this is something that's going to be in, executed in Bezdin. I once saw Bishem Marna Agriz, the Briskarov said that why did Torah have to say That's where all Dine Mamanis takes place. It happens in Bezdin. Torah here goes out of its way to make a dogush that v'nasam b'flilam. So he said a dover nifla. The two psukim here that talk about v'nak v'ishahara, whether you chayiv t'mei v'ladis or you patif t'mei v'ladis, compare and contrast what? Im loyiya asayin or im asayin yiya. If there's no asayin, so then there's a chayiv t'mei v'ladis. Im asayin yiya v'nasat nefesh t'achas nafesh, come lay v'derabimine, and as a result, you're going to be patif. Everyone knows the Amshul Shloima, there's a lot of raid on this, that says that this that comes with the Rabbi is Potter, that's only Midine Yato. But Midine Shamayim, even if a person finds himself in a Kamle with the Rabbi situation, you have a Chiyav to pay. The Amshul Shloima says that's why if the Nizik is toughest, why Mafkinon, even when there's a Kamle with the Rabbi because being that you're Chayv Lotse Sidei Shamayim, so Be'etzim a Chiyav there is. Nervous. What's the nafgamina then as it relates to when there's a chiv mamin or your potter because of kamle b'derav? Either way, you have to be yoytzi deishemayim. Either way, if the guy chaps it by himself, he's going to be able to keep it. You know what the chilik is? The chilik is could best and enforce it. So said the briskerov, the ganze nafgamina of onesh yonesh versus them also in years v'nosam b'flut. That's why the Torah was madgish v'nosam b'flut. That's what briskerov said. Poshit imshut oishol mikra. But that I saw that flaw upon him office on this passing was mechavin to the briskerov. He says the same exact words. He says word for word what the rov said. But it's kedai just to speak out because today is the day that the Ramban in his pirush al Torah. 
But he's mefarish the Pasik. Listen to what he says. So who gets the Dmei Vladis? It goes to the husband. Just one paragraph in the Ramban, V'tein l'chacham v'yech gamoy. So the Ramban says, Olufi da'iti, ki ein bavladim hezek nikr. If someone kills a Vlad, it's not a hezek nikr. Now, hezek nikr usually is shades of perikhanizokin, right? Hametama, medama v'amanasech. That's not what he means. What he means to say is, it's not clear that there's any damage that took place. Nobody knows if these children will ever be born anyways. Meaning it's like a Suffolk Vlad. And as a result, the Hezek is not a clear Hezek. Amrakasov said the Torah, despite that, meaning, even though there's not really a Chiv Momin and a Chiv Tashlumen, Nasim Olav Oymesh, we're still going to force a payment. For who can make knas? It's like a knas. Meaning, usually, chiyuve momen is something you have to pay just to make the person whole, right? Restitution. But this, says the Ramban, is not really that. And the reason this is not really that is because miyadeyem he can't really be mechay of the person momen. And it's for that reason the Torah said the words onoish ye onish, which is also a little bit of an interesting word. And the reason we're using that term is because that's what that term means. And he says, I'll find you places that way. That's what the word oinish means. But Omar said the Torah that this oinish, this knas, that we can't really determine its value. Right? We had a whole daft today of Ketzat Shalman, a Mishnah, no less. It's really hard for us to know how to go about this because it's not a hezek nicker. And all this is is really a knas. So usually a knas is predefined by the Torah. You pay kefal, you pay dal, shloishim, chamishim, meyo, right? The Torah gives you for different averis what the knas is supposed to be. So what, how are you supposed to figure out the value? So the Raman says, Whatever the Bali Isha decides that he thinks the payment should be, that's what it's going to be. Shehu chafet biyuladov. He wants his child. And to him. So therefore, he gets to decide the dollar amount. Stating that, It should be administered through the courts. Bezdin has a responsibility to create these checks and balances and to make sure that the amount that the bow is going to be today is not going to be too much. It's not going to be cruel and unusual. So it says... The Ramban, that this whole Pusik as it relates to Dmei Vladis is a little bit funny. So we said over from the Rav and the Hafla, what Venosam Beflilim means. But the Ramban is explaining the Shleimus HaPosik. He says that really when someone is knocked the Ishahar V'yatsu Yiladel, Be'etzim there shouldn't be a Chiyav Mamen. Based on Bavakama 101, there should be no Chiyav Mamen. This whole Chiyav is Onesh Yonesh. What it is, is Azaknas. How much is the Knas? Usually the Torah says, oh, the Torah does say. You know what the Torah says? Kashiyosh is all about It's really totally in the Einfall of the Baloyisha. He gets to the side. He comes to the courts. He makes his plea. He says, I think that it should be this. The courts decide what they think is fine. So the husband gets to pick and choose what the value of this payment should be albeit with the checks and balances of the courts. You find me another place where this is the way Chazal said you should go about a, a Bavikama, a Chayvel HaMazik, a, a Nezokin Diga Halacha, definitely a very, very big Chiddush tucked away, verbatim the Ramban. Like I said, then we're going to stop here.